Welcome to This Could Change Your Mind, the podcast where hot takes meet cold facts, exploring topics from marriage to mothers. Public transportation is synonymous with crowded platforms, late buses, and having to wait for an extra train. But was or is transit really that bad? In this episode, Gary Pankanobin talks to three transit enthusiasts who think it should be appreciated a little bit more. It's your wedding day. You're holding your partner's hand, staring deeply into their eyes, when suddenly you feel the weight of your body shifting sideways and being thrown across the room. You shuffle your feet to regain balance, lower your center of gravity slightly, and claim a firm stance. You're fine. In rows and benches in front of you are the people closest to you. You notice their sleek tuxedos, colorful dresses, and clean hairdos complement the red velvet seats they're resting on pretty well. They look back at you with smiles and tears as they hold on to their respective poles. Strumming along the ceremony, a local basker fiddles with her acoustic guitar, playing that romantic tune yet always expected at your wedding. Accompanying the chords are the screeching of wheels and thumping sounds likened to a truck driving over potholes. You kiss your partner, walk down the aisle through the cheers of the attendees. You know that the moment you walk through those doors, your life will have changed forever. Looking around for the exit, a smooth voice guides you to where you need to go next. Doors will open on the left. A wedding in a subway? You may not believe me, but for some, this is a real dream. Something that surprised me when we last spoke or that uh, I was very interested in was when you spoke about your ideal wedding venue and how it would be the TTC subway. How serious were you about that? Pretty serious. I would like to do that. How much effort do you think it'll take to convince your eventual fiance? A lot. <laughs> this is 22-year-old Damien Baranowski. He commutes through Toronto every day from Oshawa to get to work at Channel Zero. There, he's responsible for monitoring broadcasts and ensuring technical issues are resolved. In a lot of his free time, however, you'll find Damien taking pictures and creating videos related to the TTC. One day, on our trip back from the ROM in 2009, my dad decided we'd take the subway back from the Royal Ontario Museum. And that experience was fun. And for the next couple weeks afterwards, I just kept talking about TTC this, TTC that. It wasn't really until high school where I basically kind of snuck out of my house and just went to Toronto to take some pictures. Just kept on doing it. And then once I found employment in Toronto, I took full advantage of that. And now I can just check out like all the stuff I wasn't able to check out around Oshawa. Yes, that's the same TTC we love to hate. The crowded subway platforms, claustrophobic buses, interesting interactions, service suspension. Damien is part of a passionate community of transit enthusiasts, individuals who enjoy trains, subways, streetcars, buses, the history they're packed with, and it's more interesting and extensive than you may think. Hurrah! 
Toronto's full of great entertainment, and it's all on the TTC. We got Broadway plays and happy days. Old Chinatown, a sound that's round. The City Hall. And fun for all. We've got movies to see. All on the TTC. We got Henry Moore and stores galore. A place to muse, fantastic views. A science fair. And beef, that's where we, we got, got friends to see. YouTube channels, Facebook groups, meme pages, websites, museums, scheduled events where they get to ride old vehicles. These are all ways the community gets together to reminisce about the past, capture the present, and debate future expansions. Hey, Gary. This is Trevor Parkin Scabaris. He's 28 and has been in the community since 2014. I, I grew up in Toronto, so you know I was taking the TTC since I was a kid, but I never thought anything of it. Mm. It's uh, when I got into the history and I learned about the streetcar museum and you know Toronto had horse-drawn streetcars that got me sort of hooked on the TTC in a positive way. He was introduced to me as a serious collector of TTC and transit memorabilia, which include uncommon historical items and pictures you may not be able to find in many Toronto libraries. I have about 600 slides in my collection. 20 old tickets, maybe five tokens, five posters. Yeah, and the three hats and two fair boxes. How do you get your different items and memorabilia? Is it mainly through eBay or are there other ways you, you, you obtain stuff? Uh, actually, most a lot of my stuff was given to me as gifts uh, because when I was touring a lot more, you know, I'd get my name and face out there and people knew of me. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, Trevor would visit schools and retirement homes, giving talks to both the young and the elderly about the history of the TTC, as he showcased his special items, which even included Lego replicas he made of old transit vehicles. 2016, I started touring around my Lego model. But then 2017 is when I actually started doing formal presentations. I was going to schools, retirement homes, museums, a lot of different events to teach the history of the TTC. When I went to nursing homes, you know, I had a few people afterwards approach me saying, oh, I've got this old thing in my locker. Do you want it? I was like, oh, of course. So I, I got a lot of stuff as gifts like that. I get a lot of the people in my audience saying that they remember certain things I was explaining, including like the opening day of the subway in 1954. I've had a few people come up to me, they go, oh, I was there on opening day in 54. The skyline of Toronto this week looked much the same as it has for many weeks past. And perhaps the people who live and work in its thousands of buildings look much the same too, on the surface. But the city was much different, and so were the people. Not on the surface, underground. Toronto got itself a subway, and this is the story of how it happened. All of this happened happened before I was even born. To me, that's like, that's so cool that they actually saw the things that I've just sort of seen pictures of. When the COVID-19 situation worsened in long-term care homes back in March of 2020, the opportunity to create a learning environment, establish these new bonds and share moments was no longer a possibility, at least for the near future. Lockdown made me kind of realize that I was, I was doing a lot of talking, but not much work, that I didn't have any real results because we went into lockdown and all my gigs for the year got canceled and kind of realized like 
without all those presentations, I have nothing. I need to actually sit down and, you know, grind away on some projects, get some work done at home. What do people say when they see your collection? Because a lot of times when I show people my stuff, the first thing they'll, they'll ask is, oh, how much is it worth? Or, oh, that must, you might be able to get a lot of money for that. And I always kind of feel like, well, I don't really want to, like, I don't want to sell my collection, you know? I also feel that money comes and goes. I'd rather keep the artifacts and sell them off for a quick 50 bucks, you know? People always are so quick to be like, oh, how much is it worth? And I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's worth a lot to me. Recently, we came into possession of a collection of a man named Richard Glaze, was a fan of railways right from the get-go. From the 1950s onward, he just took photographs of as much as he could. And he moved to Toronto around the late 60s. And he gathered this huge collection, tens of thousands of slides and photographs, until uh, he, his health started failing and his friends had to sort of move him to assisted living. And they said, he has no family. Where does this go? And so they reached out. It took two trips filling up a car in order to get all the stuff. That's been my project for the past couple of years, so just sort of scanning this scanning this material in. This is 48-year-old and Toronto native James Bowe. He's a writer based in Kitchener, has a few books under his name, but he's been a transit enthusiast since the 90s. The cliche is that all Americans remember their first car because it's like represents freedom and independence, the ability to get, step outside your parents' house and go places. And as a, as a kid growing up in Toronto, the TTC represented that independence. How do people generally react to your passion? Is it something they understand? My wife tolerates it. <laughs> <laughs> we have things that we're both passionate about. We have different things that we are passionate about. We know the secret of a good marriage is to sometimes give each other space to do the things that we are each passionate about. So she doesn't object to me like getting up early in the morning to catch a train into Toronto and just spending the day riding transit. Do your children tag along sometimes? They have, and you know, as long as I like stop at interesting places where they can get treats, they don't mind. They share their mother's sense of it's like daddy has his passions, let's leave him to that. We'll go do our own thing. James is also the editor and coordinator of Transit Toronto, an online source of news and archival content run by enthusiasts. It's less about you know, transit activism, although I believe passionately in good public transit, but uh, my work is about uh, preserving the history of Toronto, uh, Toronto Transit, and just sort of describing uh, you know, where we've come from and keeping tabs on where we're going. We, we, we still are producing videos for the Transit Toronto YouTube channel. We are limited to what we can, what, what pictures we can take while the photographers are going to and from work. Damian Baranowski single-handedly made the YouTube channel relevant. Yes, that's the same Damien who dreamed of having his wedding in the subway. The transit enthusiast community in Toronto is pretty tightly knit. We've added over... 10,000 pictures uh, from either people which people uh, donated or slides that I've purchased. I feel, you know, you, you, you take on these responsibilities, you feel like 
you suddenly realize that you have this much responsibility preserving this this history. And James, as well as the few other people who contribute to Transit Toronto, do all of this for free. Well, it's uh, a lot of it's volunteer stuff. We take in photographs from people who say, "Hey, would you like uh, would you like these photographs?" I'm volunteering my time basically to uh, write these articles, to put these, uh, to maintain the website, to put the photographs in. Uh, Damien volunteers his time and his uh, and people that work with him their time to sort of collect and edit the videos. You know, we're we're not being paid by any sort of government arm. This is not our full time job. But it's something we love to do, and it's what we're willing to put into it and pay for it that makes it happen. Though Transit Toronto has been facing challenges in these times, they understand health measures are needed. It's been hard, and it's been worrying. But I also know that we have to sort of walk down and uh, distance and wear masks and and uh, I understand that public transit has, use has to be for essential trips only. I believe that we need to do that to try and bring this pandemic to a close sooner rather than later. The COVID-19 pandemic has also affected businesses related to the transit community. The Halton Railway Museum is a museum dedicated to showcasing and restoring old streetcars. Though they're not limited to Toronto vehicles, their TTC collection ranges from rounded, glossy streetcars from the 50s and 60s to the boxy designs of the early 1900s. Their collection's pretty legit. Visitors also have the option to ride some of these vehicles. Well, I think I discovered the museum in 2014 for the first time. That's Trevor speaking again? I can't really remember how. I think I was... I think that was around the same time that I had discovered horse-drawn streetcars. So I was just sort of digging through TTC history and found out, oh, there's a streetcar museum I can go check out. And me and my friend went and visited for the first time in 2014. I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, was, I was fascinated by that. I love that you can actually go to the museum and ride some of these things. Uh, so that definitely helped get me hooked even further. And then, yeah, it took a few years before I finally actually joined with and volunteering for them. The shutdowns in spring of 2020 shuttered the doors of the Halton Railway Museum, according to Trevor, who was in charge of the museum's social media and was just starting to get into restoration. We've been closed since um, December 2019, actually. The museum closes normally in the wintertime, but when the pandemic broke out, we just started to stay closed for the entirety of 2020. I think it's probably the first year in the museum's history that they've taken a year off. And they actually used that opportunity to upgrade a lot of stuff in the property. It's only now that like, we've entered 2021. It's like, okay, it's been a year of being closed. Now we need to get back to making money. And now that's why they're talking about reopening this May. The museum is discussing potential opening dates for the 2021 season as they hope to return and make up for the costly year. However, as COVID-19 remains, whether the museum can continue highlighting transit railway history is very much uncertain. Like most of us, the last 12 months have limited the ability of transit enthusiasts to do the things they love. James, Damien, and Trevor are all hoping things go back to normal soon. 
It's like, I have not been on public transit for a year and I miss it. I miss, I'm, that's one of the things I'm, this is one of the things people look at me weird when I say, what are you going to do? And then we finally can, when the, when the pandemic ends, it's like, ride I'm trains. going to run, I'm going to ride trains. <laughs> that's James's daughter beating her father to the punchline. So far, there has been like no mass like infection that we know of on board transit. So in one sense, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit more comforting. That's Damien speaking again. But still, it's just like, uh, it's something that uh, I really don't want to think about. So I just don't, I just want get to get to work and stuff. Like Ryan T's scene before the pandemic was fun because I can, I, I can basically enjoy it a bit more. I can basically like, you know, stop at a station, take some pictures for my website and stuff and do that and all that stuff. But uh, after the pandemic, it just basically became strictly commuting, like basically just uh, follow the rules, get to work. That's it. Like, and with this, like, you know, this, my anxiety over COVID and stuff, it's, it's just a very, very stressful experience for me personally. The history of the TTC, whether behind the old public transit vehicles, the rare memorabilia, the stories of the past, that seems like the main driver of passion within the community. The inauguration of a new facility, train, bus, is like a new beginning, a vessel of potential and hope for a better future. The phasing out of a vehicle is like the retirement of an old colleague you used to encounter every day. Yes, there were surely good and bad interactions with them, but it doesn't take away the time spent together. And charters or special events where old vehicles would operate once again and be open to the community for a day, a night, would be like seeing an old friend that you may not have thought about in a while. So should the TTC be criticized and bashed on? Of course, whenever it deserves it. We all know it's not perfect and we've all had some poor experiences. But from time to time, appreciating some of the finer details, reflecting on the history hidden in its walls, or thinking about the stories of people who have ridden these vehicles may make our next ride just a bit more enjoyable. And that's something we can learn from transit enthusiasts. TTC riders, fellow Canadian Seth Rogen here. Some of you listening to me right now did not pay your fare. You know who you are, and it's not cool. And I also want you to know, I can see you. No, I can't actually see you. Uh, I didn't mean to freak you out. But if I could see you, I would say, not cool. Just pay your fare like everyone else. That was Gary Penkinobin on People's Love for the Ride. Join us in the next episode, where we'll discuss Dania Ali's lineage. Thank you.